Today on The Big Inside, we're going to be telling you exactly what to do in the gym. That's right. We're going to tell you everything you need to do in totality without the need to ever even ask the question ever again, what do I do? How do I, how do I set up a program? Well, how are we going to do it? Stick around, and we're going to unpack some ideas and concerns that go into putting together a program all by yourself. This today on The Big Inside. <laughs> It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh well. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the well-programmed city of Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside. Here we intersect what transforms the body with what transforms the world in order to turn our perspectives on both inside out. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with a little luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way. Uh, in this episode, as we mentioned last time, is the second in our special mini-series of conversations uh, focused on various topics that we're going to be having between myself and our longtime show regular, Scott Batorf. Hey, Scott. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. Are you still on looking at your Instagram? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's the whole Star Wars thing. It's big this week. So. I know. I was mocking Scott that he was looking at girls on Instagram, and then he revealed that most of his Instagram is Star Wars. So <laughs> he's a catch, ladies. No, um. But seriously, the uh, hold on. Let me just check something. Um, I love having to, Scott. I love having to do our own tech while we're doing this. We really are a shit show. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, no FCC. So anyway, um, the other thing I was gonna say is Scott has been mocking. You'll you'll hear him sometimes giggle extra today because uh, my headphones have a sharp thing on them, so I have jerry rigged a wristband onto the top of my headphones. It makes it look like I'm wearing like a bow. Like a little girl's bow, which I think is very stylish. But um, I, I'm like on the conversation. I just see Scott staring at the top of my head the whole time, which is going to be distracting. But um, just so you guys know, Scott is the founder of Aspire Integrated Training and Flexibility. You can learn more about his work at AspireFlex.life. That's AspireFlex.life. Hey, Scott, do you have anything coming up? Any big? Which coast are you going to be on? Because I know you're tri-coastal. He's on the West Coast, the East Coast, and the, the coast of Colorado, which is expansive do you have anything coming up in the near future on either coast that you want folks to know before we dig in here um yeah i mean um there's going to be uh a workshop in boston uh probably in the later january kind of beginning of february so date uh, tbd of, like yeah gonna be announcing the date like in a matter of weeks kind yeah, of I'll announce the date, but i've had a lot of um people contact me about interest for that one and, um so yeah, it's what focus of the workshop yet or is it going to be like potpourri surprises like an intro, uh, to, uh, intro to awesomeness well this one is going to have yeah, exactly the intro to awesomeness part one now <laughs> this one's going to help people feel their bodies the fascia body to their live muscular body but also we'll have an emphasis on concussion stuff really so, so sh should, yeah. we, should we we should hit ourselves with hammers before attending is what you're saying um well no i think everyone's hit themselves uh, a little bit with hammers a little you know in the past so 
Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it may not have been with a hammer. That's the but, other um, Instagram feed. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, performance cool. health, but also the awareness of how we can change the health, the the longevity and vitality of health and quality of life, uh, and having concussions because people have had you know different types from different events. So, yeah. Awesome. So we'll be uh, we'll be updating you guys on that, and also. Go to aspireflex.life for updates on that upcoming workshop in Boston, Massachusetts. But now let's uh, let's get into – actually, before we get into the meat of the act, uh, i got to start with an anecdote about my brother, Ethan. Like a few years back, like, I don't know, 2009 or something, um, I had my brother, Ethan, on the show. This is way back when we were on, like, sports news radio, 1510 right. The Zone. Remember that, 1510 The Zone? I knew that. Yeah, there we were. That was official. It was very in, in the sports epicenter of the universe, Quincy, Massachusetts. Quincy Shaw's. Well, the thing is, he came on the show, and when he did, he was like, he was actually startled. I remember him being specifically startled, because he had listened to it, like, he listened to the Big Inside a handful of times, and, you know, he just figured all we did was babble into a microphone, which is kind of what we do. It's more or less what we sound like, a perpetual train wreck. But um, what it was is he saw all the notes and scripts and all the preparation and all the stuff we were working on that went into producing the shows, and he was, like, surprised. He didn't think that something that sounded so off-the-cuff, so natural, had so much structure under its surface. And, you know, it was a realization that it takes a lot of planning for me to sound like this gigantic asshat babbler. You know, I have paper right here. Um, anyway, but so when we were planning today's show and putting together, talking about, like, putting programs together, I immediately thought about this moment between my brother because um, – you don't always see what's under the surface. Like, for example, when you take – so you're in the gym, right? You're in the or, – or on the track or whatever the hell. Whatever you do. You're climbing rocks, let's say, whatever you do. And you see these people who are exceptionally fit or athletic or, you know, with gigantic biceps or whatever the thing is. And they just seem to be doing their training totally – yeah, Scott's flexing. I wish this was TV because <laughs> you have a man in a blue bow – and another guy flexing in a sweatshirt. That's what the big inside is boiled down to. But, you know, you'd see someone like you see someone in a blue bow flexing, and you'd, uh, you'd be, they just look like what they're doing is unscripted. Like they're just working out, just training at random, as if they were totally intuitive. But the reality is that those types of people, they typically have some sort of program. I think we all know that. And, you know, it's by following that program religiously that they're able to focus on the work at hand rather than letting their minds, you know, get sidetracked and distracted by, I don't know, like, distracted by um oh is walking dead on tonight well no i'm distracted no 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 no. but that's kind of like you know <laughs> it is actually we're recording on sunday night to air on monday folks because it's monday night somewhere um did you wait a minute, i gotta stop the story did you listen to the intro of the last show it's total no one has no one has called me out on it it's monday night somewhere that's a that's a literal impossibility <laughs> like, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna be changing this show intro, but right, I was like all week long saying, "Oh my god, we we that went to air. It's Monday night somewhere." Okay, that makes no it's sense. It's okay. We're a show of possibilities. That's why yes. I like it. It's it's a perpet <laughs> perpetual. It's the week is always starting with the big inside. Right. But uh, yeah. no. But the the point is, is that obviously there has to be structure to the work, or else you get things like it's Monday everywhere. Um, otherwise. It'll impede our progress. And so what we're trying to figure out is where do programs come from? So you're listening right now. You may have a program. You may not have a program. But let's just say I, you want a program. And you want to do it yourself. You want to put it together, right? So how does it get created? That's what we want to chat about today on the big, the big deal portion of the show. 
um, and how do coaches and athletes like Scott or myself or anybody put these programs together? Um, like I know for myself, after literally decades of doing this kind of stuff, trying to put together a training program has actually gotten more difficult progressively as I've learned more rather than easier. So it's when you know a lot, it's actually harder because you're considering more things. There's more considerations and you're trying to put together a program. I mean, have you found that, Scott, like the more you learn trying to then put together for yourself, what am I going to do this week or this month or the next three months? Has it gotten more complicated the more you've learned about the body? I mean, this is a, I'm leading the question. I know what your answer is going to be. So I should say, how has it gotten more complicated to put a program together for yourself now that you know everything? It's kind of like you know all the parts and pieces or most of them or a lot of them. Well, I definitely know a lot more than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'd hope so. And that's um, the show. <laughs> and that's the, the show. Enjoy. No, um, uh, that's actually a really good question because uh, some people are on a different part of their journey to put together a program. Um, and at first, um, the program is really written on ideals, you know, because we, we don't really know, like, our bodies or, or how to connect to our intuition or instincts. And so we need a starting point of structure to start from to get these, this information. And so at first it was very structured. It was r kind of rigid, upper body this day, lower body that day. Um, well, you, said, you, know. you said it was you would structure things based on ideals, and I kind of relate with that because I would, yeah. I would pick this ideal idea, like whatever it was. I want to be fast or strong or this or big or whatever. Right. And then I would, I would tr it almost like you carbon copy from someone. That's how most people do it. They look right. at, yeah. well, that guy's got, you know, whatever. He can squat this, and I'm going to just carbon copy and go, right? That's what it, yeah, that's what it was. I, I mean, I did all these pract I practiced with many other personal trainers, and they had all these different uh, approaches. And so the thing is, so that would be your carbon copy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for your body. So it's like we at least have that structure to figure out what worked for you, but what didn't. And then from there, you can evolve your own program. Is what I'm figuring out. And that's so. the thing is like I find and I don't know if you agree with this. So we're gonna I want to come back to your point that you're making, but I find that with what you said about knowing the body look so here i am i'm a i'm a svelte and lithe 23 year old young buck <laughs> please i'm so i'm for, i'm in my mid 40s let's say i'm a youthful mid 40s year old gentleman with a long history and so you know at, at, at this ripe young age i find little creaks and cranks and ow my knee and ow my back and, and it's all stuff that you know, I know how to maintain and take care of and avoid, but nonetheless, it's a, a new surprise every month of this hurts, that hurts. And, you know, it's one of the things now when I'm structuring how I want to approach training, um, I'm always taking to these, these considerations because there's always something that's like a weight on your ankles that you have to compensate. I don't want to say compensate because it makes it sound like it's a negative, but that you have to allow for, we'll say. And that, that gets harder because all the things I've learned – are so based on the presumption that your body is fine. Do you find that a lot of people make that presumption? Do you make that presumption about yourself that I'm mostly okay? I mean, sp speak, mentioning concussions earlier, that was certainly something that was probably happening for you for a while, right? Like just like presuming that the concussions that you've sustained in hockey had very little to do with a, like how it would influence your training. Would that happen early on? I'm saying like maybe a decade ago. Or am I leading the question too much? That, that's um, that's a very deep answer. But anyways. The, yeah, so go for the, it. The, Do it. So I mean, whatever. Like, if, if someone's just so this is a really, really quick kind of recap. If anyone gets into it, like I've learned a lot about concussions in the last five years, a lot more than I used to. 
But the amount of tension that the body stores in the body from an event like that kind of locks pers the person into that event. So if I get hit in a car crash, or even just like in hockey, like every body check is like a car a car crash. And so you're skating at 15 to mile, 20, 20 miles an hour on the ice, or like cars driving. But each time you get hit, your body's tensing in a way to protect you, so you don't get injured in a way where you don't you you, you don't get injured, but so you can survive. Of course. But that tension is held even after the hockey game in the exact way that it saved you. And that's the issue is that, well, how could I be trained in an idealistic form of training whenever my body's twisted up and tensing in that fashion based off my nervous system reaction? Right. Right. And a lot of trainers, uh, they're smart trainers that are really taking the approach now to calm down the nervous system. And then that way that that structural or idealistic approach might work a little bit. They, like I might be able to feel it a little bit, my body, but otherwise it's, it's a lot harder to, whenever I did the plans, I would have to really open up the body with that preparatory work with the fascia, the stretching. It was do foam rolling back in the day, massage, whatever it might be. So do you, and do you structure those things? Cause I know like for me, that's, I'm going to admit it. That's as much as I'm a coach who advocates these things. I, I too often presume I'm just going to do it, and I don't actually formally put it into any structure. I just sort of say, right. oh, do some body work. Oh, do some stretch. Oh, do some range mobilities. I just sort of like – but that that sloppiness often works against me because then I, I dimin it diminishes because I just want to get into the fun stuff. You know what I mean? Right. That That's what it is. Uh, you give – like so like preparatory work, the example, like so someone wants to go to the gym. You're going to have to calm down the fascia or feel it. And open that up so you can access the muscle. Right. So people can do different. Uh, it could be like uh, the the resistance flexibility or the the fascia work, or you could do like the the using the cross ball to, to roll the bottom of the foot to feel the fascia and unwind it all the way up the body. That just the different things to feel the body. So then whenever you do the plan, you'll figure out the body will intuitively or instinctively start to know what it needs at that moment. And then they could, you could start to like uh, filtrate that plan to what you need, and so that's so, what the is. yeah yeah, and that's sort of the long long winded that everyone has heard. Like we're not touching on anything radical here. That there right. needs to be proper prep if you're going to train, whether it's athletic, whether it's running, whether it's weights, whether it's, there, there needs to be proper prep if you're going to train at an optimal level. Right. Optimal being a level at which you will improve. That's how we'll define optimal. That you know this training is going to make me better. So in order to train at that level needs to be this prep, but here's, here's the rub. And I think this is interesting. So how do we, you know, we're talking about how people should put their program together. So I'm hearing you making totally sense and agreeing and nodding. Oh, I'm very smart. Pat myself on the bow on the blue bow on my head. And I'm so smart. And, but I'm saying, okay, but we started out, there's this idyllic idea. And it was great that you brought it up at the top of the conversation, Scott. I love that. This idyllic idea that when we go in to train, we're thinking about scoring the touchdown or lowering our blood pressure or getting thin or having huge biceps or whatever thing. And it's always this ideal, idyllic thing. So how do we balance that self-demand? I'm not saying you have the answer. I'm, I'm introducing this as like a, a thought thing for myself as well. How do we balance that demand? This training has to eventually yield that with, but I have to pay attention to what my body is right now. That right. conflict, I think, is the core of how people 
actually miswrite their own programs the, by by not weighing those two things as it should be a perfectly balanced scale those two things in my opinion like you can't get rid of your idyllic you got to have a desire you got to have a goal have a movement but then you on the other hand that i think and this is common for younger athletes they weigh that idyllic thing so heavily that they just utterly diminish the well what is your body really capable of they're not paying attention to where they are they're just paying attention to where they want to go you know um how do we write that into a program like that's I, i'm not gonna lie to you i don't have that answer i have some ideas but I, i've never quite found that answer for myself um do you still write programs for yourself or are you are you just like freewheeling scott batorf bada bada bing bada boom um admit it admit it i'm gonna admit that mine are off and on i'm admit i mean i write them down and then i abandon them in about four weeks yeah That's pretty much how it always happens to me <laughs> Tell you the truth, I don't write any programs down anymore because my body changes every day. Given yeah. the work I do with the fascia work, um, I've evolved the flexibility work using many new components. And so now, each time I go in the gym, I can't really write a plan out because my body changes each day. And so the thing is that it's more that, and this is what I want to teach people, which I have plans to help them feel their bodies more. And then that way they can have their instincts and feel the body but have their intuition which will guide a workout that has nothing to do with the ideal workout that they received when they first started and this actually might build their bodies and open up their bodies more than any idealistic workout that you can receive from anyone else because well no one else is in your body except for you um, and so it's it's actually I have more fun training now than I used to because there's no there's no rigid outline that I have to stay within it's just pure and utter play but functional play and that my body's t telling me and, and I'm feeling it and it's telling me what I need to do and I'll do it. So now it's, me, it's nice. Excuse me. Let me uh, throw a, a small, that's lovely. I mean, I totally felt the sunshine on that one, but let me throw a wrench in that. So <laughs> yeah, I, got, sure. I got two wrenches cause I'm, okay. a, I'm just like, a, I have a bat belt full of wrenches. So the first uh, wrench yeah, would be, do, what is your, Let's just say, like in you know, like twenty seconds. What is your, what are you working toward? You're obviously you're training. So what is the functional goal? So you're saying it's functional play. What is the goal? What is it trying to advance? What agenda is being like? That's the idyllic part, the ideal, the goal. What is the, what is that? Like in so many words, I don't, you don't have to like give me the infinite, you know. But basically, like for right now, for the next two or three months, we'll say. Or what's your or six months, whatever it is. Well, um, my goal is to. To continue to open up my tissue and so then I can gain true strength but also gain new movements that I have never had before and that could be for my hockey my skating could be for handstands whatever it might be little goals that make me feel satisfied but there's like uh, the, I can't build my muscles unless I unlock the fascia is what, course, is what I've course. learned yeah and so the yeah. thing is though being able to find that that balance that balance of opening up the body and building, so it's almost like it's like Chinese medicine. You're building and you're and and there's like uh, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, detoxing and building. You're you're cleansing and then you're rebuilding. You're cleansing and rebuilding. Our bodies are like that when we work when I work out. So my goal is, yeah, I want to oh, unlock my body and then keep strengthening. Not in the muscle, the, like the muscles, but not just like one muscle. The the supporting muscle groups always yin and yang. There's always two muscles sh shortening and lengthening or folding in and out at all times, and so it's very much more. It's much more specific 
Um, and so like, yeah, it's, um, it's not so much before where I wanted to get super huge or push the heaviest weight, no matter how, you know, using willpower or ideal or, or analysis, this is a little different where I'm, uh, regaining my movement in my body. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so. no, and I, I get that. I, I think, um, the, the, the concern that I'm, um, that I'm the second wrench, I should say, not concerned, but the second wrench I wanted to throw at you is exactly what you just ended on. Let's say I'm, um, like, I'm uh, trying to be, I don't know, like, uh, I'm a linebacker trying to get more power or this or that, and I have a limited range of, like, time that I can do that within, so obviously the pressure is now on because I have to get so big or so strong or so fast, say a season or whatever you know like let's just put a hypothetical deadline on it um do you think that it's how do, how do you rationalize and balance the two like okay what you just said is makes a lot of sense but it sort of has this open-ended rolling thing to it you know what i mean like it can just keep going but if there's a hard deadline uh, you know there's a season being played of a sport or somebody like like has just hell-bent on putting on that extra five pounds seven pounds of muscle or whatever they need to bring those that cholesterol down because they're taking a a trip and they they can't go with high blood pressure whatever the thing how do we then balance this what you said this very gentle and intuitive thing with um something that really does need a structure that has to have like a there has to be something like whipping those ox forward so to speak um i mean i know for me one of the things i i i believe in is skeletal program so if i'm writing out a program I don't write it down to the minutiae. I think that's what you were mentioning, Scott, when you were younger. You'd write it down to the minutiae, and everything would be like this many of this and this exercise. But I, I've started looking at it more as like a skeleton, and it, literally a framework into which I'm going to fit things, and that's why it, it has so much flexibility. Yet, nonetheless, there can still be, okay, There's this has to happen within these many days as best as possible. It may not happen, and so on and so forth. Um, that still doesn't totally cover it all the time, but do you do you buy into that idea? Like, do you ever even prescribe that sort of thing for yourself or for others, or have you really walked away from the formalization process? Um, I kind of have a little bit because it's I much I know a lot more about the body. So when I work with someone, it's so specific that it wouldn't be something I could give to give to anyone else. Yep. But it, is but it is formalized, it's you're formalized. saying. You, oh, no, it's yeah. formalized. But it's formalized down to <laughs> down to the organ, down yeah, to the fascia, down to the muscle group. Like it's uh, – it's and, um, and so it's not so much about like uh, super – it's not a superficial plan, which most plans are super superficially written out of an ideal, which is great. However, this one is going to take into consideration not only – the, the the past trauma, which it could have been whatever, like uh, physical or or uh, psychological, or, yeah, or, sure. or just like a repetitive life, like someone like me playing hockey, doing millions of shots, didn't quite. It, it definitely formed my tissue in a different way than anyone exactly. else's. So exactly, and so, that's the thing with like being clear on the word trauma that not all trauma is like this. No impact hardcore thing it could be like a rotator cuff that's repetitively used you know like right. one of my one of the athletes point, i've yeah. worked with has a shoulder his doctor described it a shoulder this guy's a young jacked lean guy of 28 and his doctor described his shoulder as a man of 60 because of the degree of which he's used it you know so oh, that's, yeah. it's that kind of trauma 
Yeah, definitely. Over it's just repetitive overuse, especially like what you're talking about. If the joints are out of place, you're just gonna wear down everything within the joint whenever the muscles are supposed to are supposed to support that and the fascia is supposed to be open. And so the, so. so the consideration of putting together a program, it's, this is this is just to make it back to things, it's interesting because we're sitting here, we're getting into this real minutia, which I think is appropriate, and we rock for that, yay for us. Well, but on a practical measure, do you think that maybe, and I'm being devil's advocate, I don't believe this, but maybe we're overcomplicating it, or do you think people, I see this a lot actually in strength lifters, people who are lifting for strength, they really tend to want to get this, it's almost they try to want it so refined that they get so complicated and they're like you know complicated for not necessarily the program itself but more to make a life fit the program you know mm -hmm. do you think people overcomplicate their programs do you think we're by Brit mentioning all these ideas of what should go into it these very broad ideas do we think we're overcomplicating it no no actually this is less complicated I can get an, a more direct result for that goal whatever that goal might be even if it is like a goal of like, oh, I want to be stronger or develop a certain muscle, that's great. Um, but that can happen much more quickly if I have these finer details in my plan and that's written from that. Otherwise, I'm doing it out of my deal that it's going to work based off of, an, like, I mean, an intention, which is great. It, it might. But this is pinpointing like where my the weaknesses are in my infrastructure instead of just throwing an infrastructure at me saying like your body is like this and so this will right. work for you. Right. It's sort of like, that, I mean that's actually if you can think about it, that's been the misdirection of the fitness industry is that right. you know in the past you know really 60 years it's be, it is an industry and the folks the minute something is an industry you have to standardize it so that it's one size fits all. So if you think if you're going to say the fitness industry you're right there saying there are products, services, whatever you want to call them that are boiled down to the lowest common denominator. Now, now, as we know, lowest common denominator will not fit off the rack. So really, a lot of these products, the, the idea that there can be mass dissemination of a program is faulty unto itself. It's, it's the idea of the industry that we can give everyone the same thing and, and people will mostly get you know 80% or 70% of the results, that, which actually may be true. I'm, I don't have these numbers in front of me, folks, but we have to be on guard that you might be in that 20%. And it's actually not a small chance that you're in that 20% that you can't cookie cutter the programming. And that's been a myth of the industry that I think general society has learned. Oh, we'll just do what we're told. Just give me the program people all the time. They say, you got to give me a program as if there is this, you know, pad of programs. I just rip off the next one and hand it out. Um, it's frustrating because that's one of the things that we're saying here is that, okay, you got to start with your idyllic goal, like what your ideal is. You, and But the real data here is not just one time either, a full assessment, maybe over the course of days and weeks of what your capacities truly are, married with a skeleton of, uh, these are the things I'm going to do toward my goal, but only a skeleton because those things may have to change based on this regular assessment. And if the program was about regular reassessment, straddling alongside that goal you're going to get more out of that program than just here's the program for the goal you know monday wednesday friday this that the other you know like that sort of like flat programming is actually what's causing the trauma that you're talking about because people are just repeatedly doing a thing and that's what's causing the damage in the shoulder the head the thing the whatever you know the back um because it's the presumption that there isn't anything specific so that's i think 
what I'm taking from you, what I agree with. A key thing here is a measuring a program's merit, specificity, and observation. If your program is actually set up to observe as much it is as it is to prescribe, sounds like we have, like it's that's going to be a stronger program, and that's what it sounds like you're saying with the work you're doing. Right. No, exactly. I mean, like you said, it's not just like here's a program. Uh, good luck. You'll have it in eight weeks. Yeah. It's like it's reassessment at the the exercises or the movements or the prehab work is all going to be a, a reassessment for the person each time they do it so it's right. like each time they do these exercises they're usually, this is going to lead up to tell them where they're at and then that can help lead up to help me figure out what's the next pay, what's the next step cool. although it's not yeah so there must be that observational thing you're right I agree right. that yeah. your program is incomplete if you've written a program and there isn't literally points of observation like and, and active not, ob, not trying to see if you got what you wanted but literally open-minded seeing what's really there this right, program is incomplete it. yeah feeling it for having the client feel it for themselves because i can tell them and show them what the form should be right. or how to open themselves but if they can't have it for themselves it, it, it doesn't matter it really doesn't and we should have a whole you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have a conversation on form and the the because I think you and I are on the same side of there is oh, no ultimate yeah. correct form for all humans. There's not. Oh my god, that's that's like a hogwash. Oh, that's not good form. Wait, wait, wait. Based off your body or my body? I was uh, like, exactly. my your body. I was like, you're trying to tell me that our body's the same? Like, is it good I'll, form? Like, yeah. am I gonna take a picture of it and put it on my Instagram feed next to oh Chewbacca? Exactly. <laughs> that would be that would be good form if you did that. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a hot Chewbacca. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, that's, as long as that's that 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 works. You know, We're getting works. into Scott's Scott's weird <laughs> fap world now. <laughs> no fapping on the big. We've done this good without any innuendo. We've do, we've done so well. Right. Listen, um, here's, I'm gonna wrap this up. This was a, I think this was a really good conversation. I mean, obviously we didn't, you know, literally like at the show opener. We're not literally answering the questions, but I think that we've. Um, the one thing I'm glad that you and I discussed is like there are some things that must be in a program to make a program. But mm -hmm. it's almost. I wouldn't say this absolutely, but it's almost irrelevant what you then use to accomplish the like the, the plug and play part of which exercises, which things, you know, it almost becomes obvious when you have the, like you said, you're aware of what your body can and can do and you're aware of where you need to take it. Right. It's almost just becomes plug and play. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, and as always, always consult a professional before and all that crap. Um, this was awesome. Why don't we, are we are we good? Do you wanna wanna yeah. wanna wrap wrap this bad boy up? Do some sponsors yeah. and we'll close the show. Yeah, no, that was good. There, there's a lot of meat to this conversation that can really be dispersed into a lot of shows. So yeah, you know, it's, yeah. You know. I, I feel and, today we have slaughtered the cow and we'll make many tacos. Right, and it we're not just giving the people <laughs> what they want out of the ideal because they ideally want the answers, but they would have to get them from themselves. You know, right. Right, because so, I was saying, I want hamburgers, and we're saying, no, you're getting a right, burrito. <laughs> right, like, the, how does the hamburger get to, you know, to be one, is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we'll There's be discussing steps. meat in upcoming episodes. This was, this was really great, Scott. Um, that does it for this episode <laughs> of The Big Inside. You can learn more about this show and other shows at TheBigInside.com and find out about Scott at AspireFlex.life. Meanwhile, we'd love your feedback, so become a Big Inside Big Mouth by dropping us an email via our website, TheBigInside.com, or you can join in the discussion on our Facebook page. We're at The Big Inside. We got it. No one else got it, so there's no fancy things, just The Big Inside on Facebook. 
Uh, also, let's. I think we got a few sponsors. Bear with me, Scott. I got to r- dash through these sponsors. Today's show was sponsored in part by Saisei Sports. That's S A I S E I. Saisei Sports, makers of the new pre uh, pre workout formula Wrecked. R E K T. Wrecked. Scott, I think we wrecked this topic. It's oh, wrecked. <laughs> R E K T. Now, did you know, folks, that the majority, maybe all, pre workout formulas are made with lower quality ingredients? That's right. So, what they're saying is in the label is indeed inside that package. However, the quality may not be like pharmaceutical pure grade. Uh, it would be like buying a loaf of bread, then opening it to find out the bread's stale. And even though it's definitely the package said bread, there's definitely bread in there, it's stale. You don't want that. Well, Sci-C Sports has decided to cut through the hype and make a pre-workout formula using the highest grade ingredients. And what they've discovered and what everyone is reporting, the difference is astounding. So these are not surprise ingredients. Anyone who's familiar with pre-workout formulas will look at these ingredients and they'll say, yeah, those are all the things that ought to be there. But forget what you know, because... I'm willing to bet 99% of the people listening to the sound of my voice right now have actually not had a pre-workout formula where all, 100%, everyone, soup to nuts, is at their highest potency. When you experience ingredients as they were meant to be ingested, you're going to be shocked at how much energy, mental clarity, training stamina, the pump, everything that you're going to experience. Plus, higher quality means you use less per serving to get comparable results for other brands. Rect saves you money by removing the need to overscoop. You can learn more about Rect and buy it for yourself at SaiseySports.com. That's S-A-I-S-E-I Sports, SaiseySports.com. A uh, second sponsor for the show today has been sponsored by the Next Level Leadership Program based in Boston. The Next Level has been a premier program created by the Phys Academy to help those with a passion for strength sports and bodybuilding use their talents to create real-world leadership. The Next Level student-athletes work together as a small team, that's right, as one team, not as a big giant group, to learn not only approaches to the competitive strength and bodybuilding sports that they've fallen in love with, but also how to then take those skills they've learned and apply them to things like business, personal growth, social leadership, and more. Learn more about this innovative and globally unique program, The Next Level, and enroll on a team at thenextlevel.me. That's thenextlevel.me. And lastly, we've been brought to you by Scorpio Creative, a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm that specializes in small business, especially those within the fitness sector. Marketing is the key to making your business make profitable. Yet too often people take the task on themselves, they think they can do it themselves, and they get, you know, shoddy results, or they just get overwhelmed, you know. Hey, if you need a plumber, you call a plumber. If you need marketing, you call the professionals. But the problem is, those big firms that are the professionals often overcharge and then limit the services they provide for that money. Scorpio Creative gets right in the middle. It gives you the option of partnering with you so that all your creative, all your branding, all your online marketing projects are not only affordable, but scaled to your needs perfect for the small fitness industry provider so get your small business up to speed today by visiting scorpiocreative.com and if you like what you hear on the big inside please consider donating on our website thebiginside.com you can literally we rely on you our listeners you are our best source of funding so you can just go please drop five bucks in the hat ten bucks a hundred bucks i don't care go to the website drop a few bucks in you are keeping our show alive we're super grateful for it we're amazed if you hey if you contribute we're talking about you online. We're going to just totally mention your name and give you a big on-air hug. Uh, all the info is on our website, and we need your help to keep going. Likewise, if you want to sponsor the show, same business there, thebiginside.com. And that's all our sponsors, I think. Thanks again, Scott. It was a pleasure, as always. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I like that one. Um, yeah, pleasure. <laughs> we'll be back on future Monday nights, because it's a Monday night somewhere. Everywhere. We'll be back on future oh. Monday nights to continue this special series. <laughs> 
Today's show is produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who still hasn't learned, hasn't written a damn thing down in over five years of doing this show, and are all wearing blue bows on their heads. That's the workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Beatty, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Later.